Welcome to a terrible football show, episode 33. I'm Alex Light with Spark 3. Hopefully you're having an incredible day. Whatever day you're watching this, if you're watching this live, we appreciate you. If you're watching this after the fact, we appreciate you. If you're listening to the audio after the fact, we appreciate you, but we do question why you're not watching us live over at youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Give us a like on this live stream. Subscribe to the channel. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, I do have Ricky here over, you know, over Discord. Uh, we've had some tech problems. No video for him, so we have the beautiful sorry for tech probs on the screen. Ricky, how you doing? How you feeling? Well, other than the tech problems, sir, the audits went well today oh, okay. for the Camden side of my territory. I've got Monticello tomorrow, and... I can officially announce, and Ooh. I could have announced this last week, but I didn't know that the news Ooh. had already released this, but Ooh. Pepsi Ooh. has officially bought the Ooh. rights to distribute Ooh. Celsius energy. Woo! Hey, that's actually a big win. So, that is a huge win. Now, if you look at Celsius sales right now, they're not that great. And a lot of that has to do with the distributor. The distributor really doesn't push it as much as what they could and it's because the distributor that's pushing it right now doesn't have ne the necessary space the necessary i guess you could almost say power to do what they need to do but yes right. uh there's a few things of course the state of arkansas has to deal with some tweaks when it comes to the uh distribution laws and everything like that but we are hoping that by the end of the year sometime we will be officially distributing celsius drinks and we and pepsi spent a to do this so i am i am super stoked about it hey look at us over here breaking news on a terrible football show let's get it let's get it that's right there you go let's go also shout out to uh the josh pillow behind me I'm on the screen making his normal uh sparky three episode cameo appearance mostly because i didn't feel like making another overlay that did not have three cameras so josh of course has to join the show in some capacity with the pillow uh, so for today's episode, we will be the one, the big thing for today is AFC predictions, which that's going to be a v wild conversation. I feel like just because the AFC is holy shit. It's all over the place. I mean, it's, if you, if you're going to bet on a conference to win the Super Bowl, you'd be betting on the AFC. I mean, AFC is stacked out, out the fucking wall. So we're going to be talking about that here today, as well as, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson update. We got some updates out of my favorite team, Chicago, chatting about that. Uh, Jimmy G, Odell, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a lot of good conversations. Uh, Shane, not here today. He had uh, some stuff pop up. I think he'll be popping up in chat every once in a while to say hi, uh, supporting the brand, supporting the show. I miss you, Shane. Hopefully we'll be back on next week where we'll be doing the NFC predictions. Uh, make sure to check us out at our website, spark3.com. You can sign up for free. Sign up five bucks a month. We appreciate that. As well as join the Discord where we will be taking uh, callers, you know, if you want. If you want to chat with us, ask us a question or anything of the sort like that. Uh, the music is done, so no, it's not. Now it's done. Cool. All right. Now that the music is done, let's uh, go ahead and jump into stuff. All right. Ricky, you went on quite the tangent last week over to Sean Watson. I actually need to clip that. I want to put that on our TikTok, uh, so I'll get around to doing that at some point. That was a great rant. Um, also, I want you to know, I, I haven't told you this yet, uh, my guy Zach, you know, I've mentioned Zach to you a couple times. Uh, he, he tuned into the episode for about an hour and he caught like your rant and stuff. So when Zach came over, I think it was the Thursday for Animan after that episode, the first thing he says, I like Ricky on the mic. I'm just like, right. <laughs> just, he's just like, I, that rant. Well, I appreciate. I'm, yeah. I asked him, I was like, what, did you catch the rant? He's like, oh, I caught the rant. I'm like, yeah, let's go. 
Uh, what's up, Steve, man? How are you doing well, today? Zach, well, Zach, first of all, I appreciate, you know, your, your fandom, you know, yep. I, I love it when we, you know, get to have fans and yep. I love people that get that, you know, watch the show and they, you know, give us a little bit of feedback. That's, uh, that's always good. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was, uh, I said my piece about Deshaun Watson last week. I am still firm that it should be two years, not just six games. I will stick with that for even with the NFL, the NFL, um, appealing the decision that was made by the arbitrator. I feel like there was enough that the arbitrator found that could have made her give him more time. I think one of the things that I should have, just because I was so pissed off last week, I think one of the things <laughs> that I should have, that I should have implemented most is that everything she was doing, she was trying to go by what the NFL standard usually is. And, you know, I've, I've kind of touched on this a little bit last week. I'll touch it on again, just a little bit. If you're telling me the NFL is going to put a more emphasis on cheating the game than they are the things what these players do outside the game, such as sexual assault or any kind of crime, the NFL needs to really look itself in the mirror and change some things. And that's all it really was. That's It's just the inconsistencies that I have seen so much with the NFL over the years. There is no excuse why Deshaun Watson should receive the, at least two years. I mean, if the NFL gets a year, you know, I'll live with that because at least he's going to have something taken away from him. But right now he has six games taken away from him, Alex. Yep. He has only like $330,000 is going to be taken out of his paycheck, which don't get me wrong. He's not making much money this year. But what's really going to put a dent in him is if, if, it's if he has two years off, two years away from football where he has no pay. Now we're talking really, really good chunk of money. And I understand that he's been paying his dues as far as paying these women. But we also have to think the Houston Texans have also been paying hush money to some of these ladies as well. Because it isn't just the lawsuit. It's ladies outside the lawsuit that we really haven't touched as much base on. So I just, you know, I hope the NFL gets it right. I hope whoever, I, I know Roger Goodell has announced who he would like to hear this appeal. I can't remember the person's name. I don't know either. I, I know he's out of Jersey, and I know he specializes in sexual assault cases. And so what, whatever whatever the case may be, hopefully something will be good. Because like I said, this right now, all Deshaun Watson has is a slap on the wrist. Yep. But yet, and I know we haven't talked about the Miami Dolphins yet, but you're taking away picks from the Miami Dolphins all because they tampered with trying to get, you know, one of the best, if not the best quarterback who's ever played in college football. They're emphasizing cheating more than they are those breaking the law. And I'm just, I'm not for that. Uh, here's a comment from one of my friends, Steve. Uh, if we are going to suspend Josh Gordon for 25-plus games for weed, then Deshaun should get a minimum of three years. See, and, I'm, so. and you know what, you know what, Steve? I'm, you know, that's a good point. Um, but I think the biggest issue with, with Josh Gordon, though, has to do with more than just the weed. There was something else going on that they really did not release when it came to Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, at the time, you know, weed itself was not necessarily one of those things at the time in the rules. It was actually against the NFL rules. Now there are places that it's legalized and they've been able to uphold. They've been able to sort of be more lenient on the rules at that point. Different yes, CBA. That's a, that's a great point. Different CBAs is what it was. 
You know what I mean? That, that, right, right. That's, yeah, it was different CBA eras. But, I mean, it's a great point, and that's a point that people have constantly point out because it's the same thing for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he's um, uh, suspended uh, six games this year as well for the traces amount of whatever was found in a drug test for him. So it's the same, it's the same concept where it's just like, you know, even though Josh Gordon was a different CBA, so it makes more sense. It makes sense based on rules. You know, it doesn't make sense based on, you know, like, I mean, it's just weed. You know what I mean? But based on the rule book, okay, yeah, I guess it made sense that he got 25-plus games based on that at the time, the rules. You know what I mean? The CBA that was in place. Like, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying it was right or it, it's, you know, it's not stupid, but I, I do understand that. But now, now, again, we look at, you know, another suspension that's happened just now, you know, within the last – what, 10 months or so with uh, DeAndre Hopkins being the same amount of games as Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun's is, like, so much of, like, a heavier case. It's just, like, we, we have to we have to have some sort of standards, you know what I mean? So that's why I was glad to see that Roger Goodell, uh, you know, was setting up for the appeal because I know, like, last week when we were talking about this, you know, Tyler in the comments, he was kind of unsure if they were going to appeal. So I'm glad that we are going to appeal, and also shout out to the Browns, for not being complete asshats about it, because uh, Haslam flat out, you know, did come out and say today that uh, that he that he respects and supports the NFL doing the appeal, and and they will be they will honor it. They won't they won't fight about it or anything. So I mean, at least that's at least one bit of a plus. I still think the Browns deserve every bit of you know negativity that comes their way. You know, a hundred percent. Anything bad that happens to the Browns at this point, they deserve it one thousand percent. Uh, but you know, at least there is something there. Um, I know the NFL is looking for a year-long suspension, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I will say for my AFC predictions, and I'm assuming probably yours as well, and and probably Shane's before he was before he had to miss. I acted under the impression he was out for the year. Uh, that I am. I I would be shocked if it stayed at six. I feel like it is going to be a year-long suspension. Is what will end up happening. Uh, so for my AFC predictions later on in this episode, I did just act as Jacoby Brissett and whoever else was going to be the starting quarterback of the Browns this year. Uh, that, that's how I reflected all my picks personally. Is that did you kind of do the same thing, Ricky? Yeah, definitely, sort of. Of course, you know, I'll I'll change it up a little. Bit. I'll probably see if I can change it just a little bit. Because um, I, and just to be honest with you, Alex. I think the Browns are going to stink with Deshaun Watson and without Deshaun Watson, but I think they'll be better off with him for, from a football standpoint because even though Deshaun Watson is great of a player as he is, because you and I both know, regardless of the, of the things that are going outside of football, this guy can play football. I don't think he's going to be enough this year because right now you're not just talking about him. Of course, Kareem Hunt, he's trying to, you know, of course, I know he, he sat out of practice, then he went back to practice, things like that. They're also dealing with issues. This Browns team is going to be ready for um, this this coming year as it is. I just I I look for I would next year they would be they would be able to get themselves in sync and everything like that. So I I didn't see the Browns being that great anyway. Uh, even even with him now, do I have them winning a few more games with him? Most likely yes. Uh, but we'll, we'll only time will tell. Yeah, true. Uh, and also Steve. 
threw out like Martavius Bryant and Calvin Ridley as more examples. You know, uh, Steve, we we hit Calvin Ridley pretty hard last week when we when Ricky went on his explosion rant. Steve, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but you really should. You know, Ricky's rant over Deshaun Watson was top tier. That's that's a great listen. Just that portion of the show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's something we hit last week. Um, and you know, look, when it comes to Calvin Ridley, like uh, I get it. You know, I get the betting thing. I. It's stupid, but I understand it's against the rules. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's like, oh, like, oh, that's the right moral decision to make to suspend him for the year. But unfortunately, that's just that's the rules. So I do get it. But like, also with that, since that is the rules, and he got that year long suspension for you know once they did you know the findings only fifteen hundred fifteen hundred bucks whatever, and again six games for this, it 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 comes back like we get we got to have some sort of balance here. You know what I mean? So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things will go out as it should, and he is suspended for a long time. Is is the best hope here? Uh, Shane said, "I agree, but I think he is enough to bring to the playoffs because at the end of the day, the Browns were contending two years ago. But with the pieces they have, I think Watson can push them to the playoffs possibly. I mean, that is a good point because you know they just got Amore Cooper. Um, they got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. We'll chat about that in a second." Uh, you know, they have a pretty solid offensive line. Um, you know, Miles Garrett, of course, Denzel Ward in the secondary. You know, they've got some good pieces. I mean, they do. Uh, and, you know, Steve asked, what if Kareem Hunt leaves? And that's what, you know, that's a great point. Uh, Kareem Hunt wants a new wants to be traded. Uh, the original mindset was he uh, wanted a new contract. Uh, contract talks, I'm assuming, are still ongoing. As for the trade, the Browns did the same thing to him that they did to Baker where it's just like, no, you're not, we're not trading you period. There is rumors that Atlanta, new Orleans and Philadelphia are interested in trading, which that was before I saw that rumor, that was going to be one of my questions coming into the show for, uh, for, for all of us is it, how much of a trade market is there for Kareem hunt? And I don't mean that in a way where it's like, I understand he's a very good player. I just mean it where it's like, Based on the background that he comes from and based on where teams are in the league right now and knowing that he wants money, who would be willing to trade for him and give him a contract that he wants? That That's where I'm kind of coming from on that. Nothing talent-wise. Like, talent-wise, I understand why a lot of teams would want him. But talent-wise, how many people are going to try to trade for him and actually give him the deal that he wants, especially with the short lifespan of running backs that, you know, that they already have anyway on the shelf, you know what I mean? Uh, and then, you know, just the stuff that happened to him is just extra, you know, extra baggage there. But, you know, how, you know, Ricky, what's your opinion on how the Kareem Hunt stuff will come uh, come playing out? Well, one thing people need to realize about Kareem Hunt, it's not his on-the-football field aspect. Everybody knows the guy can play. Like, there's no doubt this guy can play. It's his off-the-field issues. And it does date back when Kansas City cut him. I want people to remind. I want to remind people of that there's a reason why the Kansas City Chiefs just you know did away with the guy. I'm not saying that he shouldn't get a new contract. If Kareem Hunt is looking for a massive deal, something like Ezekiel Elliott has, or these other running backs that we've seen here lately, C-Mac get the, and stuff get, like just that. Get, he's out of he's out of he's out of he's yes he's out of his mind. There's no there, there's no way I would pay him more than what he's getting paid right now. He's getting paid 12 million as a backup. And I understand why, you know, that whole situation is, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think he is. I I think his, I I know he probably got that, you know, everybody wants to be the guy, the actual, the guy. But if you actually think about it, in my opinion, he's better off staying right where he's at being a backup to Nick Chubb. He, He, 
I'm not going to say not effective. I know he dealt with injuries last year. Yeah. And then if you look at 2020, he, of course, he's, he, he played 16 games. He started five. I think he started five and four of them that. He didn't quite have a thousand yards, and, but he was still, but he was still very, very consistent. He's only had one, 1,000 yard season in his entire career. That was his, that was his first year, his rookie year. Uh, he got kicked off the team the next year after 11 games, and he probably would have come close, if not exceeded what he did his rookie year. So the guy can definitely play. Uh, he's, I think two of the last three years, he's been real injury prone. Um, last year, so yes. Just, I mean, last year on what, on was when Dearness Johnson at. popped off. You know, if you remember that, because Hunt and Chubb both were out, um, and they they resigned yes, Dearness Johnson. That was... Which I personally think them resigning yes, Dearness. Was... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, you, and of course you, of course you, you bring up a good point. Um, of course, and that's why a lot of reasons why. Um, I disagree with getting rid of Baker Mayfield was because the fact is it wasn't Baker Mayfield that, that carried them off. He literally by himself with no backup. I mean, there was no one around him that you could have said, oh, let's win, let's win, a, let's win, a, let's go to the playoffs for crying out loud or even go to the Super Bowl or whatever, whatever their goal was last year. So I just, uh, like I said, it, it, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a professional sport. It's a business. Wherever Kareem Hunt goes, it's fine. You could probably put him in Philly. I think Philly would be a great a great spot for him. Um, anywhere else right now, they're on, unless he's going to go to some small market team, there's really nowhere else for him to go right now. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I, I think at this point, like, I, at this point, I feel like he just needs to kind of accept his role and stay with Cleveland. But, I mean, I do get it. You know, he looks back. You know, he, he's he been a pro bowler. He's been an all-pro. Like, I get it. Like, you know, but look, I mean, look around, man. Like, what team is going to actually pay him what he wants? You know what I mean? And and I'm because, like, look at look at the three teams that are interested in him, right? Are the three teams interested in him? I mean, at least one of those teams, like, he's still going there to be another backup. You know what I mean? And congratulations to that team. That you know they they get Cream Hunt in there, and then all of a sudden the Saints are the uh, the team of the troubled uh, backfield with uh, Alvin Kamara and his issues that took place at the Pro Bowl, uh, and and now Cream Hunt. So I mean, it's like you know you, you know even if you know New Orleans does the trade where because he wants out, you know it's like great you've gone from one situation to the exact same situation in another another city. Congratulations. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see how this plays out, though. I did see that uh, Jimmy G, though, is expected to be released or traded by August 30th. Uh, this is something that we've waiting on for a while. Sam Fan has been very adamant that, hey, this is Trey Lance's team. They've basically told Jimmy G to stay away from facilities even, uh, just so the team fully acknowledges and accepts that Trey Lance is the guy and that's his team. You know, Jimmy G will come in and do the bare minimum, does what he has to do, and basically leaves. Um, Jimmy G being traded, I just don't see it happening. Someone would have to get hurt. If someone gets hurt, I could see it happening because there's too much of a contract. I think their San Fran's going to ultimately just have to release them. And it's just like, you know, the trading landing spots, like, I don't, again, I don't think there's many. Someone's going to have to get hurt, and there's just no quarterback injuries right now. Knock on wood, that stays the same. Uh, so free agent landing spots is, I think, the better way to look at it. Which you know, with free agent landing spots, that does open up for one team in particular, and that is uh, Seattle. That would be, you know, he, you know, he could potentially get signed by Seattle. It it depends though, because I I personally think Seattle is in 
full-blown tank mode and they have do not care like i truly believe that uh the giants is another one that i've heard some chatter out of uh you know what are some other teams that you think uh could go for jimmy g i think anyone that goes for jimmy g i mean you know he's a good game manager and that's the main thing so like if you have a subpar quarterback you get jimmy g in there and you're gonna have a, probably a pretty good upgrade so what are some other potential landing spots for you because i mean i think giants and seattle are going to be the top ones in my opinion okay if he were go- if he were going to start, why not Houston? That's true. Ah, that's not, true. Why why not Houston? Uh, Houston, of course. I'm trying to think who they're even. I can't even remember who's on their depth. I'm about to look up who's on their depth chart. It's right, Davis Mills. You know, head, t- Tyler's no long possibly. neck. Tyler's long neck. You know, fandom that uh, he yeah. runs with. Oh, good lord. Uh, I know. Houston will ruin his career. You're not wrong, Shane. You're not wrong. Shane also pitches, look out for the Browns. You know, if uh, Deshaun is suspended for the year, we'll watch out for the Browns to go for Jimmy G. Good point. Good point. I could I could see I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yep. Hear me out on this one. What if he goes back to New England? I know they have <laughs> Mac Jones. I know they have Mac Jones. Yeah. But think about it. What if he goes back to New England and, and serves as a backup? Because that's here's the thing. What other what other situation is he going to be in? That's he's going to be comfortable in as a backup. Nowhere. There's there, there's really nowhere else you can really think that I I can't think of anywhere off the top of my head where he would be a comfortable backup, except Vegas. for someone like where he's usually familiar with, which would be Bill Belichick or Vegas with Josh McDaniel. If we're talking, if he's willing to accept a backup that, role, you make a good point. Yeah. Vegas, Vegas would point. I think we're having some tech probs here. It's all good. Just, a, just a little bit. Yes. No, I think, I think Shane brings up a great point with Cleveland, though. I, you know, if Deshaun ends up getting traded, you know, suspended for at least the full season. I could see Cleveland snagging in. You know, a lot of people immediately want to look at Seattle, you know, just because of their quarterback situation, you know, becomes a free agent. You know, he can do that and stuff. But, man, I'm not joking. I am fully under the impression Seattle is tanking. Like, I don't think they want to get Jimmy G in there to try to win them more games. Like, honest to God, I don't. And you know what? I'm, I'll go ahead and say it now. My mindset on that is going to reflect when we get to the NFC next week with Seattle. Trust me. <laughs> like, I really think Seattle is full-blown mailing this season in. They're trying to get the number one draft pick so they can get C.J. Stroud or, uh, Bry- or Bryce Young. Uh, that, you, know, you know, that's what I think, 100%. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see so them trying to my, go for here's, So So here's my... My thing with that, Alex, and yes, I agree that they're they're tanking. They're going to tank the season. They're going to suck anyway. But why keep Pete Carroll? Like, what's what's the point of keeping Pete Carroll anymore? He he got he, he got you to two Super Bowls. Yeah. He won one. He lost one. He hasn't done anything since then. What's the point of keeping Pete Carroll if all you're going to do is tank the season? You might as well get rid of him. Go get a coach that knows how to go get a co- go get a, somebody else. It's I'm not saying Pete Carroll can't coach because we all know he can. But there's also a, a, such a thing that's called running out of your time yeah. or staying longer than you're welcomed. And I think he's I think he's blown past his welcoming period. I think it's time 
that they, and I'm surprised they kept Pete Carroll last year. I am so surprised they did not fire him at the end of the season or even just say, you know what, let's just part ways. We're going to have to start over anyway. But for whatever reason, they feel like he's still the guy. So I'm not, there's a reason why I do what I do and I'm not managing an NFL football team. Mm-hmm. Shane also said, especially with Gino is the starting quarterback on the first death chart that was released today. So tank mode engaged. And that is a good point. You know, if they do go ahead and tank it out and lose basically every single game, which I do think is legitimately possible, by the way, especially with the the blow to Chris Carson retiring, which also tease and piece of that, you know, of course, retiring on an injury there. Uh, I mean, yes, they have DK. Yes, they have Tyler Lockett. And that's what a lot of people are going to immediately go and look at. It's like, oh, well, they have these two amazing weapons. It's like, yeah, true. But what else do they have? You know, they've got a dog shit offensive line. They draft a guy in the first round. Awesome. You know, other than that, like, what else do they have? You know, running back, they have nothing now. You know, quarterback, nothing. Defense is depleted. They've let everyone walk besides Jamal Adams. You know, who went from one shitty situation to another. He got what he deserved, in my opinion. Um, I mean, what what does Seattle have? I mean, in my mind, Seattle's full-blown tank mode. Seattle's going to, you know, went, I mean, lose almost every single game, if not every single game. Like, when I was doing our the predictions on that uh, Record Predictor website, I, I did it probably about six or seven times I ran through the season. And remembering Seattle's schedule, there's only a small handful of games um, you know, that Seattle could potentially win. And yes, because I don't see that one happening. Shane also said, so just skipping over Jimmy to Carolina. I don't see that one happening just because, like, they already have 19 mil tied up in uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, and they already have, like, 9 mil something tied up in the Baker, plus Matt Corral. I mean, like, I just don't see it happening. Don't get Iggy's hopes up, Shane. Calm down. Uh, you're going to get Iggy a little bit too excited over there. Um but I, I think there's just too much money tied up in Carolina right now uh, at quarterback position. Why not spend money, more money? I mean, look, they have Sam Darnold. I mean, he has 19 mil for a backup. Like, what, do you, what do you mean? 19 mil, picked up his fifth-year option, and then trades for Baker Mayfield. Carolina's a joke. They're another team that's going to be absolutely terrible this year. No doubt in my mind on that. Um Odell, yeah, they're, though. They're going to be garbage. They're going to be absolute garbage. Yeah, they, they're going to be garbage. Matt Rule's going to be fired before the season's done. Easy peasy. It's it's done. Uh, Odell, though. Odell's still rehabbing, you know, working on uh, the injury that he got in the Super Bowl, unfortunately. Still not signed, that being a reason. Uh, right now, it's looking like the Bills is going to be a possible signing spot, which I think would be awesome. I, I mean, the Bills is already, like, you know, the Super Bowl favorite. You know, Josh Allen's already the MVP favorite and all that, blah, blah, blah. I still think the Rams are in mix, but I think the Bills is going to be the landing spot. Yeah, Von Miller is going hard on recruiting him right now. Uh, do you think the Bills are the top landing spot, or are you still going to say that watch out for the Rams? Because I, I, I'd still say watch out for the Rams, but I don't know, man. Right now, I'm, I'm hard leaning the Bills, personally. So here is, if you look into history, when's the last time we saw a repeat Super Bowl champion? Uh, was it probably the Patriots, I guess? I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Patriots and like what? Uh... Exactly. Yeah. You, it, you, you got to, you got to really think. So who's who, if, if you're looking, cause it's like, I say, it's very hard to repeat in yeah. football. Very hard. To, I would say that it's harder to repeat in football than there is any other sport out there. I now, can agree to that. With that being said, 
if that's the case, and you know, man, I, I know L.A. just got back to the snow, but man, they're going to be dog-tired. Who knows what kind of injuries could happen? Because you, you and I both know teams that win the Super Bowl. Do they go for a good run? Yes, but eventually it does come to an end. Yep. And I don't see, I don't have L.A. repeating this year. So I, I, my hope, I would go to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I would too, because I mean, you also look at LA. You know, they they already have Cup. They signed Allen Robinson. You know, which Allen Robinson I feel like was insurance on if Odell wasn't coming back. You know, I know they still want Odell to come back, um, and I know Odell's probably still interested. But I don't know, man. I think I think Odell going to Buffalo is probably going to be the biggest move. I mean, that's going to immediately put him as a wide receiver number two uh, behind uh, Stefan. I mean, there's some other solid players up there at the wide receiver position in Buffalo, but I mean, Odell is a, will, would immediately be put in as number two. Uh, I think it's the best play for Odell, and I think it's the best play for the Bills, personally. You know, I think, because I mean, I, I personally have the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite. I think the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl, um, you know, at this time. Well, it's tough. It is tough, and we'll talk about that here here very soon, here in just a moment, actually. Um, but you know, they're, they're at least one of the favorites, uh, one of the top favorites. And I think Odell's just going to help further put them potentially over the, over that, uh, over that hump to being the favorite. You know what I mean? Um, yes, sir. Now the next thing that we have here before we get to predictions that I'll chat about real quick is Roquan Smith, uh, request to trade today. Uh, that was very depressing to see. But from some reports that I saw coming out, you know, because it comes down to contract, you know, that's what it's been. You know, he's been representing himself all offseason, which we, we chatted about that last week as well. Um, you know, he, he in his statement that he doesn't feel like the regime respects him and stuff and that and blah, blah, blah and whatever. Uh, shout to Ryan Poles, though, immediately had a press conference today about this. Uh, I feel like Ryan Pace probably would have ducked that, honestly, uh, and not had a press conference immediately addressing it where it's just like, hey, we're, we want to keep him in the building or keep working on this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like. To my understanding from the, some reports that I saw is that Rokon, you know, is wanting like the league, like he wants to either be the absolute pay, highest paid linebacker or he wants to be right there with him, which is the current highest paid is uh, Shaq Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard and Fred Warner. They're both getting paid 20 mil a year. Uh, so I heard I saw I did see reports that Rokon wants 22 mil a year. And let me stress this, Roquan Smith is by far, in my opinion, the most underrated linebacker in the NFL. And I, I do stand by that statement. Dude has gotten pretty much zero recognition and, you know, awards because of his, you know, he's just horribly shafted and not looked at because of how bad the Bears have been. But you look at his stats and you compare it to any other Pro Bowl or any other All-Pro and it's better or the same. But with that said... By no means in, on God does he need to be paid 20 mil or even 22. I mean, I've, you know, the contract offers that I've, I've seen apparently has been offered is like 15 to 17. You know, I think a 17, to, I think like an 18 mil, 17 mil a year, I think that's perfectly fine for Roquan where he's currently at. You know, because I mean, I know he's comparing himself to, uh, you know, Shaq Leonard and Fred Warner. And, you know, every player in the league feels like he's the number one player at his position. That's the mentality you need to have. But also, like, hey, you know, they've also gotten a lot of accolades. And I understand it comes back to, you know, Roquan being kind of shafted. But it's like, you know, when you look at the two different players, I mean, I, I think Fred and, and, and Darius or Shaq, I think they are, they are the, the top. They are above Roquan Smith and, you know, self-awareness is basically what I'm getting to. I mean, I like Roquan. I like that he's rep I like his mentality. I like that he's, you know, he's got that dog in him and, you know, he's wanting to, you know, you know, which he does have that dog in him. He's a former Georgia Bulldog, of course. 
Um, but man, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to be traded and, and the bridge is burnt because let's be real, just uh, what, two months ago, it was very, very clear and set that Debo Samuel was not going to be a 49er and they made it work. Um, so it's still possible we can make it work. We need to make it work. I mean, that's our best defensive player and it's not close and it's going to be a cornerstone for this defense for years to come. So hopefully we make it work. If we don't, it is what it is. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, then I don't know how to feel towards this regime right now. Cause like I've personally liked the moves that Ryan Poles has made so far because he hasn't spent a lot of money. He hasn't overpaid because this has been the off season of, of overpaying people. Christian Kirk got like what? 23 something mil a year or whatever it was. I don't remember. It's something stupid. Like this has been the off season of overpaying. Um, so I do like that Ryan Poles has dialed it back on paying and preparing for next year. Cause next year we have like a hundred mil cap space. Uh, I like the moves that he's done, but then there's also some other moves where it's like three of the players that he's brought in this off season have all been arrested. So it's just like, does, does this guy know what he's doing or does he not? You know? And I kind of feel the same way towards the Roquan thing. If Roquan gets traded and goes off to have an unbelievable fucking career, I will forever be very upset that we did not make this happen and just go ahead and pay the guy. But if he leaves and, and just stays like, and he becomes like, he's just an average linebacker or whatever, then all right, Ryan Poles was smart. He made the right move. But you know, that's a time will, time will tell situation. You know what I mean? A uh, couple comments here from Shane. Um, rip to the Bears D. Lol, JK. Uh, but I do feel the same. I also feel like the Bears are not the only people disrespecting him. He put in work last year. That is correct. His stats were unbelievable last year. I think 17.5 to 20 is a good number. That's also a fair statement. See, like I said, 20 is what Leonard and Warner is being paid. So I don't know if I would go that high. I I'd, I'd may go like 19 or 18, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. I'm going to keep tracking that one. That may play out here for a few weeks, but I don't know. Uh, Ricky, uh, did you have any comment on Roquan? Or are you ready to hop into some predictions? Because there's a lot to talk about here. Well, I was, you know, I was just going to point out, I mean, I think, I really think he needs to look at the schedule before he determines, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Because I have a shocking prediction for the Chicago Bears for next week. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that in our group chat earlier. I'll be looking forward to, uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing it. Cause I, when I told you what I expected, you, you said that you had a lot higher expectations. So I'm very excited to hear your thoughts next week. Uh, you know, cause I've looked at the, our schedule a thousand times at this point. So I'm very excited to hear more about that. Uh, with that said, let's jump into AFC. Uh, predictions. Um, we'll start with AFC South. We're going to end with the big one. You know what I mean? There's one conference. There's one, I mean, one division that stands above the rest. We'll, we'll end with that one. That's the big one. Uh, we'll start with AFC South. Colts, Texans, Jags, Titans. Uh, so first impression for me, Colts are winning, period. Put a dot on it, move it on. You know, I, I feel like for... You know, obviously Jags and Texans, they're, they're out. They're out of the running. But I will say this as a Jags fan, is I think the Jaguars are going to actually shock some people this year. They're not going to be good, but I think they're going to shock some people. And I, I have that mm. reflecting with my record prediction for Jacksonville. Houston will flat out stink. They will have a top two, top three pick in the draft. Uh, Titans, I feel like this is going to be the year that you see a Titans slump where they are not this former, like they're probably going to win the division sort of team. I think this year you will see the slump 
but I think you'll see it pick back up next year because I don't know, man, like in a situation like the Titans, like it, it, there's, there's little things that I look at for teams, right? Where it's like history says that when this happens, it doesn't work out. And what I'm referring to is let's just say a, a quarterback controversy, right? Ryan Tannehill coming out and saying, it's not my job to do this. It's not my job to do this. Usually like when that situation happens, okay, usually I can only think of two times that that situation happened and like to that extent and, and nothing bad happened or three actually. Then the three is Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers with Jordan, Ben Roethlisberger with like Mason Rudolph or whoever else Pittsburgh is drafted. Other than that, like when those things happen, like, hey, look, it's it happened for a reason. And they're in those three that I just named case, it's because those guys are like you know, older in age, whatever, and that you know, in, you know, in the Packers' case for Aaron Rodgers, they thought Aaron was working his way out the door. In Ryan's case, it was drafted because like he Malik fell, and Ryan is a subpar quarterback. Okay, so you have a subpar quarterback plus a rookie quarterback who's very raw. If that subpar quarterback plays even below his average, and we put Malik in, you're going to see Malik struggle. Malik is raw. He needs time to sit. So I understand they got Derrick Henry. I understand Derrick Henry had almost 1,000 yards in eight games last year or whatever it was. It's unbelievable. But I, I just have that feeling that this year, you know, you're going to see a slump in the Titans uh, because, I, you know, I understand both you and Shane are hyped about Traylon Burks. That's great. I think Traylon's going to be a great player. I just don't think he's going to be an unbelievable player this year. I think you'll see a lot of flashes. You know, Robert Woods dealing with his injury. You know, I think you'll see flash of Traylon. I think you'll see, you know, Robert, you know, being Robert, whatever. I'm just saying, this year alone, I think the Titans are going to have a slump year. Next year, they'll get back on track. Traylon will ball out, I think, like next year. Maybe Malik Wills will be the starter next year. He'll be a lot better, et cetera. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it being the Titans year this year. I think the Colts are way too stacked. I don't think people are putting enough respect on Matt Ryan coming to Indianapolis, I think that is unbelievably massive. I think Matt Ryan will take them to the next level. That defense is stacked, offense is stacked. I'm, Colts are the winner, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Ricky, what are your thoughts? And then we can actually start talking about some hard numbers. So when I look at their schedules, and you know, you you talked about shocking. I'm going to give you something shocking that I'm just going to. I, and I'm probably going to eat my words when I say this, just because it's one of those things that you just look at the schedule and you're like, man, when you go through a schedule and you're like, you know, I could see this happening. I could see this happening. I could see this happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you, you literally look through the schedule. So by schedule, not because I think they're the better team. I don't have the Colts winning the division. Mm. I don't have the Colts making the, I don't have the Colts making the playoffs. Mm. I don't have, I don't have Tennessee making the playoffs because I agree with you. I think Tennessee is going to have a slump. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars winning this division, and they're going to have the worst record going into the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. And hear me out on this. So I'm going to go through their schedules. I'm going to go through their schedules just real quick. All right, so. Yes, we're going to laugh at this probably at the end of the year when I'm wrong on this because there is a good possibility that I'm going to be wrong. But I want you to, I want people to hear me out on this when I say this, okay? So week two, they're going to travel to Jacksonville, and I've got Jacksonville winning that game. I think Doug Peterson is the best thing to ever happen to this Jaguars football team because of the hell that they went through last year. Doug Peterson, even though I'm not the biggest, and I, I'm, 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 I'm admittedly not the biggest when it comes 
to first year head coaches, um, or at least in this case, first this is going to be his first full season with the Jacksonville Jaguar. I, I'm not I'm not the biggest when it when it comes to this, but here is something else: we did not get to see Trevor Lawrence play his best. No. If if the Jacksonville Jaguars have any any chance, it's Doug Peterson coaching Trevor Lawrence, and I really do believe that Trevor Lawrence is the future along with Joe Burrow when it comes to top-tier quarterbacks in the National Football League. I can agree to that. If he can have if he can have the year. Now, here's the thing, and I want people to understand this. Did anybody in their right mind see Cincinnati making the Super Bowl last year? If you think I'm dead serious, if you said last year Cincinnati had a chance to make the Super Bowl. I would have slapped you. Yeah, 100%. Kicked you in your gruen. I would have done everything to in my power to, to literally just bring you down and literally just, you know, I, I would have done everything. I, I would have ridiculed everything. No, listen, you're him. right on that take. Look, Zach Taylor, going into last year, dude, Zach Taylor was one of the top two coaches on the hot seat last year. You're not wrong on that take. Yes, and here's the thing. I want people listen to this. Marvin Jones, Jr., Yep. Christian Kirk. Yep. Kane, of course, Kane Robinson's the left tackle. Uh, he's he's actually not that bad. LaVisca uh, Shelnut as well. Exactly. Of course, you, Travis Etienne's coming back. James Robinson's you know, James ready to go. James Robinson. The sheriff, and they got, Cl- hey, look, I don't. people are underestimating how much, how big it is they got the sheriff in town. Brandon Sheriff, the guard from, uh, all-pro guard from Washington, that's big. Yes, and then, of course, defensively, you've got the Josh Allen of defense. Okay, you, yep. you've got, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see. Davion Hamilton, he's a pretty good nose tackle. Yep. You've got uh, Tyson Campbell. Yep. I mean, this team has a legitimate shot. If you go by the schedule, you will see the Jacksonville Jaguars have a little bit more of an advantage than what the Indianapolis Colts do. Indianapolis has to play Kansas City at home. I do. I they have to go. To, even though I don't. Even we'll get to Denver here in a minute. But they do go to Denver on the road, which is going to be a tough one. Um, let's see here. They do have to play. They have to play the Vegas Raiders on the road. They have to play the Patriots on the road. They have to play the Philadelphia Eagles, which I know we're not going to get to the NFC until <laughs> next week. Yeah. But Philly is going to be a huge improvement. They have to go to Minnesota late in the year in that cold ass weather to play Minnesota. And of and course, it's in a dome course, though. It's in a dome though. And I understand that, yeah, but yeah. you know, I'm just I'm just saying in yeah, general, yeah, yeah. Uh, Minnesota at home, a uh, Minnesota at home is a pretty it's, it's it's decent. They have to play the Cowboys on the road, uh, which you know everybody plays great. You know what? I'm still sticking with my Cowboys. Screw everybody. So, but if you look at their schedule, then I'm gonna go ahead and look at Jacksonville's here in just a second as well because I want because here's the thing, week one. At Washington, Washington's going to suck. They're going to yep. be worse than what Jacksonville was last year. All right. So, and of course, I mentioned, I mentioned week two. They do have to go on the road to Philly. That's that's going to be a tough one. Uh, they play the Giants. Of course, they also play Denver and and the Raiders, but both of them are at home. And I, I even though I have them losing one of those games, uh, I'm going back and forth if I'm going to say both of them. Uh, and then, of course, uh, they go to Detroit, which even though as young as Detroit is going to be this year, and I do think Detroit's going to win some games this year. I think they're going to be better than what they were last year. Um, it's it's still, I just don't see them having that. I don't see Detroit having that huge favor over the Jaguars. And then, of course, like I said, I've got Tennessee slumping this year, just like you do. Yep. I have Tennessee winning seven games this year. I, I mean, and I love, like, I absolutely love oh, Derrick Henry. Oh, me too. Henry. I, got him go, I got them going seven it's, and ten also. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. There you go. Just, they're just, it's beautiful. But I, but look at the end. They do have to play the Cowboys at, ho- at the home. They're not going to beat the Cowboys. But here's their last three games. I know. At the Jets, win. At at Houston, win. win. At home against Tennessee. And that's going to be the key to me for Jacksonville to make the playoffs is that week 18 when they play Tennessee. So, yes, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going 9-8. and eight. Wow. That's going to be the lowest record going into the playoffs in the AFC at 9 and 8. I've got 9 and 8 for Jacksonville. Right now I've got the Colts going 8 and 9, 7 mm. and 10 for Tennessee, and I have Houston winning one game this year. Which one? <laughs> Let me take a look at okay. it. Let me take a look at it and see so that way I can cuz I think I scrolled through it a while ago and I could not find While it. While you're checking, I'll um, go through mine. Uh, so yeah, let, let, let me, let me check it real quick. Cause I mean, it's, it's going to take me a second just to find this. Cause I can't remember. I can't remember who the one game was. Oh, Washington at home. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So for me, I, I mean, like I said, I already have, I have the Colts winning the division. I have them going 13 and four. Okay. I, I'm look, I think this Colts team is going out of your, no, I think this Colts, I think this Colts team is a lot better than people realize they're going to be. They're not going 13 and four. Matt Ryan is is a massive upgrade for that team. I don't think you understand. Like I legitimately, I I legitimately think this team old as freaking dirt. Hey, he's not, he's about the same age as, you know, Matt Stafford. And we saw what happened when we put him on a good team. Look, man, I'm but just Matt saying. Matt Stafford's a better quarterback. Mm, I could argue that. I could argue that. That could be an argument. Look, man, I, I'm oh, just telling you, with, with the way this team is built in Indy, I think Matt Ryan is an unbelievable upgrade from this is the best offensive line he's ever had, and it's not close. He has the one of the best running backs in the league, probably the second or third best running back in the entire league. His receiving core, it's okay. It's not great. Michael Pittman Jr. did get over 1,000 yards last year. I think we'll continue to see that kind of go up. The defense is is stacked with DeForest Buckner, like Kenny Moore, uh, you know, Shaq Leonard. I mean, this is a very, very good team, okay? Like, I consider the Colts as one of the upper teams of the AFC, and I'm dead-ass serious on that. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl because there are those few teams that are better, but, man, the Colts, I think, are going to be a very good team this year. Like, I'm I'm dead-ass on that. my words. Mark my words. The Colts are not going to win 13 games this year. We'll we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I think the Colts are going to be a lot better than people think they're going to be. Like, legit, I do. Um, for my second place, Titans at 7-10. and 10. Like I said, we're going to see that slump. And then the Jaguars, for me, I have them going 6-11, and 11, which that's a, that's a big upgrade. You know, even if they're not what you're thinking they're going to be, which also it warms my heart that you think that. I appreciate that. Uh, but bottom line, that's a big upgrade for the Jaguars. Like, I think – and I, I think the games they'll lose – I think you're going to see them, if if they're going to lose, they're going to lose by a slim margin. You know what I mean? They're going to be a good team on the field. It, their record may not show it with a 6-11, and 11, but the losses that they're going to have, it's going to be close, man. Like, I mean, and, and Steve just pointed out, you know, Jags are going 8-9. and nine. That's what he just said in our chat. He thinks Titans 11-6. and six. I, I got to disagree with you there, man. Titans are Titans are going to slip. Yeah. yeah, they're going to slip. But, you know, the, you know, the, the Jaguars going 6-10, and 10, like – I feel like that's a low end, in my opinion. They could go to that eight and nine. Like, I think the Jags are going to really shock some people this year, man. Like, I really do. 
uh, like six and ten is kind of like on the low end, in my opinion. Like I, there are some more games on there that they could win that are just gonna be close games that they just lose. Kind of like what the the Chargers were last year, where they lost a lot of games by one possession. It, it's gonna be like the same thing for the Jag. I think this is gonna be a a great year for the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna play play unbelievably. And just those losses are just going to be very close losses. I think the Jags are going to shock a lot of people this year. And if they end up going eight and nine, or even nine and eight, like you're saying, I, I, I wouldn't shock me. It's going to shock people around the league, but it's not going to shock me. I'm here for it. And then the Texans, I actually have them going two and fifteen. I got them taking two games. I will also say for the Jags, uh, I do have them splitting with the Colts because the Jags just are like the Colts kryptonite. So I think the Colts are going to start off the season hot. And they'll beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville week two. But once Jacksonville goes to Indy, I think Jacksonville is going to get that dub. Because I'm telling you, man, Jacksonville is just got like it's the it's the it's the Colts kryptonite, 100. <laughs> percent And I also think the Jags will actually start, um, you know, win week one. Because I also I, I I don't know, just it's just a gut feeling that how bad they beat the shit out of Carson Wentz in the last week last year, I feel like it's going to carry over into this week one. Like, I don't know. It's going to, it's going to be tough because the Washington is going to stink. Yes. Uh, but the one thing Washington has good going for them is that D line for them is very good. So any offensive line that they go up against, that's like a weak line, that D lining alone could potentially make it where the, where the commanders could win a game. I think the commanders are going to lose a lot. We'll talk about that next week, but they have a good D line. So, but I think the Jaguars are going to beat commanders week one and and just beat the shit out of Carson Wentz like they did in the last year. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Jags are going to shock some people and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, uh, Steve says, actually looking at the Titan schedule, I don't think they'll win 11. Uh, he thinks that though, uh, AFC champs are going to be the, the chargers which that is a very fair thing to say, in my opinion. That is a very fair thing to say. We'll get to that one here in just a moment. Um, any last thoughts on AFC South? If not, we'll hop over to the next one. Nope, let's go. Let's go on the next one. All right, AFC North, we'll jump over there. Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers. Uh, just first impressions, how you feeling before we jump into hard records? So the Browns are going to, like I said, we said this earlier, the Browns yeah. are going to be hard yeah. to really predict at this point. I'm going to circle Pittsburgh because we, we've sort of mentioned that, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin, I don't think, has ever had a losing season nope, never. with Pittsburgh. This could be his first year to have a losing season. Um, I just I just don't think – I don't think they have the depth uh, to hang in there for, for, for 17 games this year. I just – I don't I, – I personally don't see it. And then, of course, I, I have high hopes with Baltimore – and then Cincinnati, we'll we'll see what happens with Cincinnati. So yeah, we and so yeah, that's that's just my yeah, that's just my thoughts so far. Okay, so I want to stress this before I give my records. I gave I was very <laughs> I was very generous <laughs> to Pittsburgh. I want to stress oh this God. because it, I, I when I first like did multiple of these predictions, right? I had Pittsburgh going, you know, below five hundred. I did, but it's just like I don't, I don't want to count Mike Tomlin out, man. I'm scared. I don't want to bite me in the ass at the end of the year. <laughs> I just don't. So I was very generous to Pittsburgh. They're not making the playoffs or anything, but I was very generous. So I'll start from the bottom and work our way up. I got the Browns. Bottom of the division. I think they are going to be very bad. I think there's way too much distraction right now at that organization. I actually have the Browns going two and fifteen. Steve says nine and eight in the chat. 
I got the Browns I going. I, I got them going two and fifteen, man. I think it's gonna be a bad year for the Brownies. <laughs> like I really, really do. If it's the roster we have right now, if they don't get like Jimmy G or something like that, we have the quarterback. I understand we have some pretty good O linemen. We got Nick Chubb. You can take a Tennessee approach and just hand the ball off on stop. We got some good defensive pieces. You know, I, I get that. I understand that. But I just think there's way too much problems right now in Cleveland. So two and fifteen is what I've got. Coming in in third place, and again, I I know I'm being very generous, and I know it's probably not going to be this, but I don't want doubting Mike Tomlin to bite me in the ass. I have the Steelers going 11 and six, and I'm telling you, For man, I'm telling you, man, I don't want to count out Mike Tomlin. Like I looking at their their schedule, there is a lot of game. Like, look, dude, Mike Tomlin. Led this team to a winning record last year with a ragtag group, okay? The most ragtag group of a team that you could possibly see with a noodle arm, Peyton Manning level sort of, you know, quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger, okay? Like, I understand they shouldn't have made the playoffs. They made it on a very stupid, like, little asterisk. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I am aware of that. But man, that defense is still very good, okay? I think Harris is going to explode this year at running back. You know, it, Trubisky just needs to do enough. That's the main thing. He just needs to do enough. That's your problem. He just needs to do enough. That's all he needs to do. Okay. That's your problem. You can't let go of Mitchell Trubisky. That, that <laughs> no, that's right not there. it. You that's can't not let it. Go of the Chicago Bears joke that they drafted uh, years. I mean, I, uh, okay, keep going, keep going. I'll I'll, I'll do my okay. right later. All right, all right. L- listen, I think I think the Steelers are going to be like just good enough, but they're not making the playoffs. Uh, so coming in second place, though, I think the AFC North is going to be a very tight battle. Okay, I, I do. Uh, second place, I got the Ravens, thirteen and four. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to be very, very good this year as long as they can stay healthy. They they weren't as good as they could have been last year because oh my god, the level of injuries they got plagued with was almost it, it, they were cursed. To, I mean, losing like pretty much every starting DB they've got, lo- losing every running back they got last year where they were pulling people off the streets. As long as this team stays healthy, I understand he doesn't have a lot of receiving we- weapons outside of Mark Andrews. You know, hopefully Rashard Bateman comes out and plays really well, their first-round draft pick from the year before. But Lamar Jackson, I think, is just going to keep on getting better and better. I think there's going to be a very good team, and it's going to come down pretty much to that last regular season game because I think Cincy and Baltimore more play in week 17 but I got Cincy going 14 and three here's my thing they made it to the Super Bowl last year with the probably the worst O-line in his excuse me sorry in history for a Super Bowl you know participating team okay there was a lot of problems on that team last year and they still did what they did what did they lose they didn't they they only got better that is my argument for Cincinnati they only got better they didn't get worse in any capacity O-line, they completely revamped. They brought in a lot of pieces on the O-line. They did good in the drafting, right? You know, defensive, we're, you know, we've, we've improved and stayed the same in areas. Wide receiver core is unbelievable. Joe Burrow is ready to come out and be Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Mixon's still there, ready to be Joe Mi- Like, this team didn't get worse in the offseason. They only got better. So, as of now, in my opinion, it's the safe bet to roll, roll with a pretty solid record for him because I, I – I just don't see what where they're going to be bad. You know, if they were able to accomplish what they did last year and they added the pieces they did this offseason, they're just going to get better, okay? I, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I think they will get knocked out in the playoffs because uh, I think the AFC is a two-team race. 
even though, well, that's debatable. There's a lot of good teams, but I pretty much think there's a two-team race. But like this team's gonna be right there with them. But yeah, fourteen and three, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So you and I both have the Browns going two and fifteen. Out of curiosity, what's the two wins for the Browns? While you're going through yours, I'll pull it up. All right, because I'm trying to add. I just I just pulled mine up. I know Washington was one of them. And Houston was the other one. Week 13 and week 17 are the two wins I gave the Browns. Uh, Jets in week two. And uh, Falcons in week four. That's it. Okay. Ah, Both the, uh, I know. It's, yeah, de- we'll, I, it's, we'll it's debatable. Next week. It, it's debatable. I know. I yeah, know. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the Falcons next week. Either way, they're only winning two games. It doesn't matter who the two teams are. So, um... <laughs> I, know, I have the Pittsburgh I, I, Steelers going I, six and eleven. Real quick, real quick, Steve did point out, and I, I am very aware of this, but I'm telling you, they only got better. Uh, the Bengals' schedule is kind of rough. I do agree; they have a very hard schedule, um, as they should. Um, but I'm telling you, they only got better. Sorry, continue, Ricky. No, you're good. Um, so I have Pittsburgh going six and eleven. That, I think that's their fair. Schedule is way too rough. That's fair for me for me to say. Because here's the thing, and, I, you know, I agree with you. Mike Tomlin is one of those guys you – he's almost like Tom Brady without winning Super Bowls. Yep. He's just a guy you don't like to bet against. Yep. And Mike Tomlin, I, I have – Mike Tomlin, there are teams that he has had in the past I think should have easily won Super Bowls. But, depending, you know, despite the egos and things like that that he's, he's had to put up with over the years – the fact that he was able to get pretty much a nothing team, because anybody else coaching that team probably would not have gotten as many wins oh, out no. of them as what as what they did as what he did. So I just I look at their schedule, and you know it's way too tough for me to say, uh, you know, eleven wins or even seven or eight. I mean, you could I could see seven or eight on a couple of these, but I'm looking at some of these teams just on their schedule that have that are having improved just in the off season. Um, I know we haven't got to Philly, but Philly is one of those teams. Miami's another team. Yep. I, I, they're not going to beat Miami. They're not going to beat Tampa Bay. They're not going to beat Buffalo. So I just, to me, like I said, I want to, I want to see how they progress this year. But I think, I think six wins is fair. I mean, just I think, it, like I, I said, think it is you know, too. I, I understand be I'm being generous. And that's that's a huge generosity because now that means I, I, I'm just, I'm just interested to see what you have. Closer to the top. I was like, our standings are the same. Uh, I just have different records. And Baltimore, I have going 12 and 5. Uh, Cincinnati, I have going 13 and 4. Okay. And even though I know, even though I know Cincinnati has a, they do have a tough schedule. And like you said, well, you know, well, you know, yes, they, they need a tough schedule. But here's the thing. I want you to look. So I'm just going to read off their schedule. Pittsburgh week one is going to be a win. Huh, I cannot believe I'm saying this. They're going to beat my Cowboys in week two because the Cowboys defense can't figure out <laughs> quarterbacks like Joe Burrow. Uh, so I've got I've got them winning their first four games, two of them on the road, two of them at home. I have them losing their first game at Baltimore. I think, I think I Baltimore are going to split in the division. I, I agree. Um, and, then, and then look at six through ten. At New Orleans, at home against the Falcons, at Cleveland, at home against Carolina. Yep. Those are four the par 500 teams that you're not that you're really not going to see 11 and 12 you can go either way with 
with uh, with uh, Tennessee because you because ne- you, like I said, Tennessee is one of those toss up teams. You just don't you just don't know. But if you were going to be a betting man, and as much as as much who was it was it Steve said to look at their schedule? Yeah. Um, as as much as I look at this, I, I look at the middle here. I'm like Pittsburgh win. Titans win. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, I do have Kansas City beating them. I think Kansas City, toward the middle, middle-ish, endish part of the season, that's when Kansas City really turns it on. Uh, yes, they, I mean, they, I had mine the same way. Cleveland. <laughs> I think, and then, and then, of course, week 15, 16, and 17 are probably three of the, uh, 15 through 18 is going to be the toughest four-game stretch. Mm-hmm. And if they can go two and two, and it doesn't matter who they beat or who they lose to, but if they can go two and two just in that stretch, I've got them going 13 and four. Okay. Okay, that's the, so I, that's so, fair. So, so, so I I will agree with Steve, but I disagree with Steve because to me the end of their schedule is the toughest. It's the beginning of it's really not that tough. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree to that. Looking at the schedule, and I'll actually go through and I'll give you my exact predictions for uh, the Steelers, so you can maybe see a little like okay, they I could see them sneaking a win here and there, and, and I'll go through the Bengals for me as well. Uh, so week one, I have the Bengals beating the Steelers. Uh, week two, I have the Bengals beating the Cowboys as well. And I do have the Steelers beating the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are going to be very good this year. I really, really – I know Bill Belichick's in that same realm as don't count them out, but I think there's too much – I think losing Josh McDaniels can be a bigger deal than people realize, especially with everything that's coming out of camp right now. Uh, week three, Steelers beat the Browns. Uh, Bengals beat the Jets. Week four, I have the Bengals beating the Dolphins. I have the Steelers beating the Jets. Um, week five, uh, I have the Bills beating the Steelers, so there's a loss there, and I have the Ravens beating the Bengals as well. Uh, week six, I have the Bengals beating the Saints. I have the Bucks beating the Steelers. Uh, week seven, I have uh, Dolphins beating the Steelers, and I have the Bengals beating the Falcons. Week eight, I have the Bengals beating the Browns and the Steelers beating the Eagles, actually. Uh, I know based on how you're talking, you would very violently disagree with that one. Uh, week nine, that's Steelers by, so Bengals beat the Panthers. Uh, week 10, Bengals by, I have the Steelers beating the Saints. Um, week uh, 11, I actually have the Steelers pulling off the win at home versus the Bengals. They're going to split there. Um, week uh, 12, Bengals over Titans, Colts over Steelers. Week 13, uh, Steelers over Falcons, Bengals over Chiefs. Uh, week 14, Chiefs over uh, Broncos. Uh, I mean, not Chiefs. Yeah, you know, well, my bad. Uh, Steelers over the Ravens at home. Going to get a sneaky dub there. That's a heated rivalry. You know, those teams always show up for those rivalries no matter what. And then the Bengals over the Browns, week 15. Uh, Bengals over the Bucks and Steelers over the Panthers, week 16. Uh, Raiders beat the Steelers. Bengals beat the Patriots, week 17. Steelers over the Ravens. And Bengals over, I mean, Bills over the Bengals, sorry. Uh, and then the last week, uh, Bengals beat the Ravens and Steelers beat the Browns. So that's my vibe for it. Like, I understand some of those wins that I pick, picked out for the Steelers could easily turn around to losses. Uh, but I think they could also get some sneaky dubs. So, well, and here's, here's the one thing with the NFL, Alex, and you as well as anybody else knows, you know, there's going to be games. And this is this is just the kind of team that Pittsburgh's going to be this year. Yeah. There's going to be games that they're not supposed to win, and they're going to win. Yep. And that's just that's just that's part of football. That's part of life, and I, that's why I absolutely love football. Yep, I agree. 
Uh, any last thoughts on the AFC North? Or are you ready to hop over? Let's hop over, man. We're good. AFC East, uh, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Um, so my first impression, I don't think the Patriots, like I just said, I don't think the Patriots can be very good this year. I think they can be very average. Uh, I know, I know it's like Bill Belichick's not a guy you want to count out. And I agree. He's in the same realm as Mike Tomlin. You know, I get it. I understand, but I just think losing Josh McDaniels is a lot bigger loss than people realize, especially with what's coming out of camp right now, where Mac Jones is looking terrible. They're make they might, they might make Matt, Matt Patricia the OC. I've seen those reports. It's actually in our, uh, no, it's not in our quick hits. Um, but uh, Mike, Mike Patricia might be the uh, <laughs> the damn offensive coordinator. So that'll be interesting. I just don't think this team is going to be very good this year. Uh, I think the Jets, man, I understand they had a very good offseason. They had a good draft. I think the Jets are still going to be very bad. Like all the reports, I understand it's training camp. I do. But all, if all the reports that I'm seeing out of training camp that is Joe Flacco is outplaying Zach Wilson, that immediately makes me immediately doubt this season. Plus, they did have the unfortunate loss of Makai Becton. That's obviously T's and P's there. Massive loss, massive injury for him. Uh, I don't think this team's going to be very good this year, like at all. I think my record prediction for him may even shock you for how bad I think they're going to be. Um, I think Let's see. The, my record prediction for the Jets is actually 1 in 16. Like I think that's, they're good. respectable. I've, <laughs> they're going to be bad. Mine's close. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what, what's yours? Two and fifteen. Oh, all right. There you go. There you go. Yeah, one and sixteen. Two and fifteen. I think the Patriots will come in third with a seven and ten. Uh, I, I like I said, very average, very middle of the road. Uh, Dolphins. I have them going eleven and six in Mike McDaniel's first year because. Man, even if Tua is not that great this year, which, I mean, he with him having Waddle and Hill, he just needs to get the ball to him on a 10-yard route, you know? Like, just get the ball to him. But even if he's not that great, all of the running backs that Mike brought in, especially backs that was already in his scheme in San Fran that made them an unbelievable threat, like... Man, even if two is not that great, they can just do the what they did in San Fran and Miami. Okay, they have a decent offensive line. You know, defense is pretty solid. I think Miami's even if it's Mike's first year, I think it Miami's gonna be very solid. You know, even if Tua just plays average. If Tua plays above average, then great. But even if he doesn't, I think they're set. And I want to stress that no matter what, no matter what happens, like for this season and stuff. Like, I am riding with these Dolphins because I love Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is one of the best things to happen in the head coaching world. His, his press conferences are electric. So I'm here for the Dolphins. But, yeah, 11-6. and six, And then the Bills, 16-1. and one. one single loss in the whole year. I think Jesus the Bills Christ, are going to be very really? good. Yes, I think the Bills are going to be very, very good. One loss all year. Steve said Bills 15-2. and two. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think the Bills are going to be very good. 16-1 and one is my record prediction. My one single loss, and we'll talk about this next week, yes. And I want you to know that, I, 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 Ricky, I am completely like in your, in your realm of like I agree with you, but their one loss I think is going to be week one versus the Rams. I think the Rams will start have some have some – Definitely some heat going for them at the start, and then they're going to have what we normally see. Again, we'll talk about that next week, but that's the only loss that I have for them all year is week one. After that, I think the Bills are going to go on a fucking train. So um, I have the Jets going 2-15. and 15. The Patriots, I have going 9-8. and eight. I, I think you know, I think 9-8 is respectful yeah. for Bill Belichick. Um, and we'll, 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 like I said, it's just one of those things that we'll see. I am a huge fan of Mac Jones. I think when you look at Mac Jones, you're going to be able to put him, him, Joe Burrow, 
Trevor Lawrence, future quarter, future top tier quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and you know, you could say you could just say no, you know, right there. Right. Uh, what'd you say the Dolphins' record? What'd you have for them? Eleven and six. So I've got twelve and five, but I have them missing the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Uh, the reason I have them missing the playoffs is the tiebreaker with uh, with the Chargers, because I've got San Diego, uh, which we haven't talked about that Los yet. Los Angeles. But, um, I have them losing. <laughs> I have them. I have them. I have them losing to. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I'm so used to them being San Diego. <laughs> I have them losing to the Los Angeles Chargers. There you go. And that's going to be the tiebreaker without them getting the playoffs. Because I absolutely love this Miami Dolphins team. Like you said, though, even though if even if Tua doesn't have a great year, you know, you look at the, you look at the running backs, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mozart, Sony Michelle, and then of course the wide receiver core, Tyreek Kill, Preston Williams, Jalen Waddle. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I know Jalen Waddle's still young in this league, but I mean, adding Tyreek Hill just gives you one heck of a deep threat and it gives you stuff that they sort of, you know, that Kansas City had, it just gives you that go-to guy that you haven't had. So, and Tyree Kill, like I said, one of the fastest dudes in the entire National Football League. I think it's going to help him out, but I think think they're going to miss the ball. I think they'll also win the division, but I have 14 and 3. I have them losing to the Rams in Week One. I I I definitely you said definitely and three agree for with the that. Bills. And I'm not going to I, do it now. You said fourteen and three for the Bills. You kind of cut out. Yes, okay. fourteen and three. Fourteen and three is what I have for the Bills. Here is the thing, though, and I want and like I said, looking at this schedule, I could agree with sixteen and one. But here's the only issue that I have with the Bills is during the season, there's always one or two teams. Yeah that you think we're just going to come out and play hard ass against and they end up getting beat. Yep. I will tell you which teams they are next week. Okay. Because, and, and that's fair. Because I mean, one of the wins, one of them is going to be a shocking one for you. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it that way. Okay. And I'll, right, I'll tell right, you that right. next week. Yeah. And that's fair. Cause you got to look uh, last year for the bills. They randomly lost to the Jaguars. <laughs> so I mean, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's totally fair. A uh, few comments from Steve here. Uh, his record predictions that he threw out there: Bills fifteen and two, Pats ten and seven, Jets four and thirteen, Dolphins nine and eight. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be as good as we think. I think the team will give up on Tua quickly. I got the Bills losing to the Rams and Vikings as two that he threw out. Shout out, and I feel like all of those are pretty respectable opinions in, in terms of records. I feel like that's all pretty respect. Those are all possible based on schedule. Uh, another thing I also want to shout out, like because uh, you said Jalen Waddle, you know he's still young. He is, but like man, he still balled the hell out last year. He set a new rookie record for receptions, beating Anquan Bolden's. Uh, Jalen Waddle last year, 104 catches, 1,015 yards, and six TDs. Um, so I, I think, I think it's going to be very interesting to see him and, and Hill work together this year. I'm pumped for the dolphins. Like I am, like, I'm very excited to watch this team and see what's going to happen with them. Um, any other thoughts yeah, on that? And, and I, I, Go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was just going to top, top off what you just said about the dolphins, man. I'm, I'm riding the dolphins this year. I hate though. I absolutely hate <laughs> they got rid of Brian Flores. Cause I really believe Brian Flores coaching this team. Oh, there's no team. 
tell him what he could have done. Oh, I know. And, you know, I do hate that because I think the firing was bullshit. You start one and seven, you end seven and one. I mean, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Or whatever. I think I think it's the correct way that it was. Whatever. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, I am all in on Mike McDaniel. This guy is hilarious. He, 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 he's got a very interesting personality, but he knows football. And that's the main thing is that he knows football. Uh, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very pumped, uh, to, uh, to see what this guy's going to do, um, this upcoming season. Uh, all right, let's hop over to the big one because, uh, this is a, this is a wild division. <laughs> this a monster. is a monster. It, it is, is definitely a monster. AFC West. Um, all right, let's just start this without giving record in your mind, who is bottom of this division? I want to see if we share the same the Broncos. Opinion. All right, we we do share the same opinion. All right, cool. Yeah, I got Broncos at last. Um, but like, it's one of those things that like the record that I have for the Broncos, like it doesn't really reflect how good this team is. It's just they're in a very like the odds are stacked against them in this division. Like, I mean, it is. I, I think the team is very good, but the odds are completely stacked against them. Uh, okay, so the main reason I don't have the Dolphins making the playoffs is because I have the other three teams of the AFC West all making the playoffs. I, I think the AFC West is going to be very good this year. I think all these teams are going to be very solid. Uh, Broncos coming in last for me with an eight and eight or eight and nine record. Sorry, or not an eight, not an eight. Sorry, not an eight. Uh, I, I, I made a, I, I made a mental note. Like, Hey, make sure you say this right, Alex. Cause I, I looked at my, predictions earlier and I noticed that I had one in 15 and eight and eight for the Broncos and Jets. So I'm like, Oh, that's not right. I must've not clicked on their game. Uh, but Broncos nine and eight. Uh, so that has them, I have them one in five in the division just to put it in perspective that the odds, in my opinion, are just stacked against them, but nine and eight, I think is a good record for the Broncos. Um, Raiders. I have them, uh, going, coming in third in the division, still making the playoffs though. I have them going 12 and five, uh, with a three and three in the division, Chiefs twelve and five with a four and four with a four two in the division, giving them the second place spot, and the Chargers coming out on top with a fifteen and two record. There are only two losses Whoa! in the division. Yep, dude, this Chargers team is so stacked. I think Justin Herbert's about to even go even further to the next level than he already did. The same sort of jump we saw with like Joe Burrow and stuff. We're gonna see that with Justin. Okay, we have Austin Eckler in the backfield. Good receivers. Good offensive line. I mean, Rashawn Slater drafted in the first round last year. Is is I think he made to the Pro Bowl for sure. I don't know if he made All Pro though. He might have made All Pro as a rookie. I could be wrong. But Rashawn Slater was unbelievable. They went O line again in the draft, getting I think Kenyon Green maybe guard from Texas A M. Could be wrong on that. But they went O line in the first round. I just can't remember who. Um, you know, getting Khalil Mack paired with Joey Bosa. They signed J.C. Howard. Uh, I think it's his last name. The cornerback from New England. They still have Derwin James, who is holding in right now and wants a new contract. But, it, you know, they'll work that out and they'll get it. Good D-line. Bro, this team is stacked. This team is ready to go on a run, and I'm, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm here for it. I think the Chargers are going to be very, very good. I think this. I think the entire AFC is like. While the entire AFC as a whole is very good, you have lots of lots of actual contenders with the Dolphins, with the Chiefs, the Raiders, um, you know, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Colts. You have a lot of contenders across the board, but I think it comes down to Buffalo and LA. That's my opinion. I think Chargers are going to be such a stupidly good team this year. They just they 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 lost a lot of close games last year. And that really, you know, obviously reflected in their record. But with just how much they added this offseason, man, I think Chargers are going to be an absolute monster. I really do. And I'm here for it. Bolt up. Let's get it.
Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what to say. Um, I did not expect. <laughs> um, Let's go, baby. Charges. I I did not expect 15 and two to come out of your mouth. I just want to <laughs> emphasize that. Um, <laughs> I'll get I'll get the two losses while you're going through um, yours. Tell me the two losses. Go 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 through yours. I'm I'm gonna get them real quick. Okay, so you and I have a very similar record for the Broncos, except I've got them going eight and nine, but I do have them going one and five in the division. Um, I can't remember who that one win in the division was off the top of my head. Um, I have the Chargers going twelve and five. Okay. I have them going two and four in the division. Um, I I, I hear what you say. I I really do. I don't see fifteen and two with this charge. I do see twelve and five. I I do see twelve and five. Fifteen wins though, and I understand. Like I said, I I get it, but it's like I, I just fifteen. And, <laughs> I, I 15 think this wins team's gonna be good, this, man. I think this team's gonna be good. I mean, man. they're gonna be they're they're gonna be good. I don't think they're gonna be fifteen win good. Uh, I mean, I, don't know, I, just, man. I mean, I see, I see your point. Like, look, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I honestly do. Because here's the thing, you know, they have one of the best running backs in the football in the National Football yep. League in Austin Eckler. Because I think he's, I think, I mean, into he's some underrated degree, as shit. He's very underrated. Yes, they have Keenan Allen, who is to me a terrific, yep. a terrific wide receiver. You, you can't forget Mike Williams. Yep. Um. And then you can look on the defensive end, and you could you we could spend all day on their defense. But it just I don't see fifteen wins. I just I just don't. I think it's just I I don't think I don't see it. But at the same time, I think one thing that you and I could both agree on, it's between the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders on who wins this division. Yeah. I think we can agree on that one for sure. And it'll be very close. I too. also yes, and I I agree with you. Now, I also have all three making the playoffs. I have the Kansas City Chiefs getting second at 13 and 4. And I have the Raiders at 14 and 3. Hmm. I here's the reason why I have the Raiders at 14 and 3 and winning this division. I believe the Raiders picked up the second best option for the this entire for the entire offseason in my opinion. I think Tyreek Hill going to Miami was the best move the entire this entire offseason but we can't forget about Devontae yep. Adams going to, to to the Raiders yep and here's the thing Carr has not really had much of a deep threat receiver you could have said somewhat Henry Ruggs before he got into his you know his little stupid deal idiot but Derek Carr exactly and that's you know that's another situation and you know, another I day feel, another I feel day. for them I really do but I really believe the Las Vegas Raiders have the best, one of the best receiving cores in the National Football League. And then, of course, you can't forget about Josh Jacobs, even though, of course, there there's talks about him, yeah. um, possibly, you know, possibly departing or whatever the case may be. Um, but I just, I, I feel like, I feel the Raiders finally have something pieced up together. Along with Josh McDaniels, who we can agree is an offensive genius. Yep. And I think even though we've seen Josh McDaniels fail as a head coach, yep. I feel like this is, is a 
perfect spot for him. I, I, I just feel like it is. I just feel like this is the perfect spot for him to be at. And then, you know, I just, it's going to be tough. But here's, I could, I could see the Chargers sneaking into that second spot because even though, uh, Juju, even though to me, Juju Smith, you know, he is nowhere near as good as Tyreek Hill. No, <laughs> I think, I think the chiefs losing Tyreek Hill is going to affect Patrick Mahomes a lot more yep. than what pe- people are going to realize. I and agree. I think it's going to hurt their offense a lot more. I don't have Kansas city. I, let me look at my, um, let me go back and look at this. Cause I don't even think I have can Yes, I have Kansas City looking at this. If I look at this correctly, well, I did have the schedule pulled up. So anyway, um, oops, wrong button. I had the schedule pulled up. Where did it go? I will say for this the Chiefs, I good. think I think uh, Sky Moore is going to be a, an absolute stud for them. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of flashes out of Sky Moore this year. That was the guy they drafted out of uh, Western Michigan, I believe. Uh, I think I think he's going to show a lot of flashes and and potentially show flashes to you know start to replace what Tyreek Hill left. Uh, and back to the one of my previous uh, things about like my two losses. The only loss I have for the Chargers is Week 11 and 13. Week 11 uh, versus Kansas City uh, at home, uh, and Week 13 at the you know the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, now let me go through their schedule here and give my piece on this as well. Week one against the Raiders. They could lose. Week two against the Chiefs, they could lose. Week three, Jaguars, dub. Uh, week four, Houston, W. Week five, Cleveland, W. Week six, Denver, W. Week seven, W. Week nine uh, against Falcons, W. Week 10 against the San Fran, W. Week 11, that one, like I said, got a loss. Week 12, hey, week 12 for Arizona. Hey, that's the end half of the year for Cliff Kingsbury, so Arizona's going to stink. Give them a W there. Week 14, Miami, could be a tough-fought battle, but I think I – think you know, L.A. will still get that one. Week 15, Tennessee, W. Week 16, could lose that one. I'm still calling it a W. Week 17 against the Rams, could lose that one. Still calling it a W. And Denver at week 18, W. So, like, there's only a few games on this whole schedule that I could see them losing. And outside of basically the Raiders and the Chiefs, the only teams I could see them beating is week, you know, that could beat them is week 14, Dolphins, week 16, Colts, week 17, Rams. Like yeah, I guess in theory Arizona could, but I just I'm I'm sticking with the me- the meme and the mindset that Cliff Kim Kingsbury is not a second half of the year team coach whatever. So I'm sticking with that that his team's gonna fall off. Uh, but I mean like the whole first half of the year just nonstop dubs besides maybe week one and two. Uh, so I do think 15 and two is very is very possible because I consider the Chargers on the upper echelon of the NFL. You know, like I consider the Colts at the top, you know, towards the top, but like the Chargers are above the Colts for me. You know, Chargers are above the Dolphins for me. Chargers are, if we're talking the entire NFL, in terms of just overall pure talent, they're barely above the Rams for me now after the moves they made this offseason, getting like JC and Khalil Mack plus who they drafted. So, I mean, I think I think what you're saying is 100% possible. Uh, it would not shock me if they went like a 12 and 5, but I, it wouldn't shock me if they went 15 and 2 either. I think this Chargers team is ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, you know, only time's going to tell. You yep. know, we're just, you know, this is just, just you know, a fun prediction, uh, you know, a fun prediction deal, if you if you want to put it that way. But, yeah, it just, um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what this Chargers team can do because, I mean, you if you look at it, um, of course, from your standpoint, you have them winning the division. 
Um, So let's see here. If they win the division, that would put them probably the – well, let's see, because, no, you had the Bills only losing one game. So that would put them at the two seed, which would would put them in a potential matchup with the Bengals. Of course, I have them beating the Bengals in the first round of the the playoffs because I have have the Chargers behind uh, Kansas City and the Raiders. And so very interesting year. It's going to be a very interesting year. So the way that mine would be set up – is that actually in this division? Yes, a hundred percent. So the way that mine end up playing out, because uh, this website like auto calc everything for you, whatever, is uh, if we went into the playoffs with this, Chargers would play the Raiders. Raiders are the seventh seed, is how it played out on, on mine. Uh, so that means the uh, the Bengals are the three seed for me. So they would play the Chiefs, who's the sixth seed, uh, and then the Colts would host the the Ravens. Colts are the four seed since they're a division winner, and Ravens are the fifth seed. That's how mine played out um, going through the predictions. Um, so that that's so that that would be a very interesting playoffs in, for the AFC, in my opinion. Oh, anything else that you want to throw out there, or are you ready to start kind of wrapping things up? Well, no, I was I was going to go through mine. I see, I've got right now. I've got the Bills one, the Raiders two. Uh, let's see, I've got the Bengals three. Trying to see who is my fourth. Oh, the Jaguars. I would have, have yeah, four. True. Of course, I have them losing. I have them losing. You know, to the Chiefs. That's not uh, yeah. Chiefs five <laughs> and Chargers six. And so um, that's 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 what I have right now. But um, would not surprise me though if, if if this turns out to be way different than what than what we than what we predicted. Right. Yeah, and I agree. There, the AFC is like it's all over the place. There are so many things that could happen. I mean, like the teams that we're saying could all make the playoffs. The other, you know, some other teams that could sneak into the playoffs somehow, like the Dolphins, even the Patriots. I don't think so, but you never know with Bill Belichick. The Steelers, I don't think so, but you never know with Mike Tomlin. Even the Broncos, potentially, I don't think so because the rest of the division, you know, even the Titans, even though we both think they're going to be on a slide. There's so many things that could happen in the AFC. Like, the AFC is absolutely insane this year. I'm so pumped to watch the AFC. Like I every every single week, I am ready to watch some AFC games. It's going to be absolutely insane. Absolutely, and then of course we look. Of course, I know we'll go to NFC next week. Yep. But NFC looks like it's going to be top heavy next year. Yeah. It, <laughs> yes. Like just taking a quick glance at my top my top four teams, uh, without spoiling anything, it's very going to be very top heavy. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be very very. Yeah, and it's, it, it's, it's 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 bad. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, um, so before, while we're doing some, before we do the actual quick hits, uh, I did pick out some more futures bets that I want to shout out. Um, I probably won't do any futures bets, uh, for college. I did look at them, but the thing is, I, I just don't feel as comfortable like gambling on college. Like I would the NFL. Uh, I, I'm an NFL guy first college second for me personally. Uh, I know you and Shane differ, but like, I, I feel a lot better shouting out some NFL futures bets. Uh, so some more that I came across, uh, AFC North winner, the two, the top two teams are both on, on a solid plus. So I feel like it could be some solid, like, eh, sprinkle a little here and there. Uh, Baltimore plus 155, Cincinnati plus 190. Uh, I do like that plus 190. I will say that because I think Cincy is going to be very good. Uh, AFC West winner. Man, like, I don't know where you can go wrong. <laughs> I really don't. KC is currently plus 165. Uh, LA is plus 230 and Las Vegas is plus 650. Uh, I think all of those are good values just to sprinkle something on. Uh, making the playoff, a couple making the playoff bets that I shout out. Uh, San Fran not making the playoffs, uh, plus 175 is one to potentially look at. 
Uh, Denver not making the playoffs, plus 120. Las Vegas making the playoffs, plus 180. Uh, some win-loss over-unders, uh, New York Jets under 5.5, plus 130. Seattle under 5.5, plus 130, which I got to shout out. They're being very generous for both those teams, giving them a 5.5 standard. Uh, Washington under 7.5, plus 100, again being very generous. And San Fran under 9.5, plus 125. So those are some future bets that I came across that I kind of liked. Um, you know, which a couple of those we'll chat about next week. Three of those we'll chat about next week. But I think they're being very generous on the Washington, Seattle, and New York, giving them five and a half, five and a half, and seven and a half is like they're they're over under or whatever. That's being very generous for those teams. <laughs> like I'm just being very Let's real. Just, they just need to have a, like a little poll of you know what chances that you know Seattle is tanking yes. minus one thousand. I mean, yes. come on, people. <laughs> yes, yes, that needs to be a thing, man. They're tanking. We'll talk about that next week, and I can't wait. Uh, some quick hits that I'll shout out here. Uh, Justin Tucker agrees to a four-year uh, contract extension, paying him 24 mil with a 17.5 guaranteed highest paid kicker in the league. Shout out to that. Justin Tucker is an absolute animal. Uh, and by the time best he's, kicker by far yeah. in the league, it's not even close. And, There's not a close second. And look, man, by the time he retires, I'll say I've said this for honestly a few years now. I remember dating back years working at my last job. There was a guy that I met who was a diehard Ravens fan. And I've been saying this for many years. I think Justin Tucker will be the best NFL kicker to ever play this game by the time he's done. Uh, I fully believe that. Um, next up, uh, this is per Ian Rappaport. You know, we'll chat about this more a little bit next week. We already touched on it a little bit. Uh, Baker Mayfield is apparently on the inside track to get the starting job. So it's like, you know, back to what I was saying earlier in the show, you know, you're paying 19 mil for Sam Darwin to be a backup. With where Carolina is with that, there's no chance they're getting rid of either one of them. You know, one will be the backup. Like, this team's going to run into the season with three quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Corral, you know, Sam Darnold, and, and Baker. I mean, they're not getting rid of a quarterback. Uh, P.J. Walker is the one that's going to be on the chopping block, unfortunately. He'll probably just go to practice squad. Uh, but I, I just I don't, I, don't, I don't see them not having all their quarterbacks. A um, couple things to shout out from chat here. Uh, Steve ran through his AFC West predictions. Like I, I did mention, he had Broncos going 6-11. and 11. Uh, Raiders, he has going 10-7. and 7. Um, The Chiefs, 12-5. and 5, And Chargers, 14-3. and 3. I think all those are possible. Um, you know, he says Air Bear is about to be an MVP race. I agree. I think Justin Herbert's about to be in the MVP race, uh, alongside like Josh Allen. I fully I'm on that train. Uh Shane also said all all they all they gotta get is 13 seconds better. Uh and that and that is that is that is very true. That is very true. Just 13 seconds better is all they gotta do. Um, so I don't know. AFC is gonna be uh gonna be wild. I can't wait for it. Um, so I think that's it for the for the live stream. I think that's it for the show. We ran through everything that we wanted to hit. We're sitting at an hour and a half right now. It's so not too bad. You know, a little bit shorter than last. So this is about our normal episode length, which is great. You know, a couple tech probs here in the show. We started a little late today because of the tech probs. Apologies for that. We'll pick it back up next week. But I will say because of tech probs, we already had the promo code tech probs with the Z in the merch store sparkytheshop.com. Uh, but now that we had another tech problem, we'll bump up that percentage off. We'll bump up to 30% off everything in the merch store. So pick up a canvas art, pick up a shirt, a hoodie, a hat, anything of the sort. Shout, and uh, we'd definitely appreciate that. Uh, join the Discord for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll do we'll you know take on some live callers at some point. We'd definitely appreciate that if you join the Discord. Uh, follow us over at Twitter at TerribleFBShow. Uh, check out the other shows, GameStetic, Animan Plus, uh, talk about movies and stuff, SparkBark, et cetera. Subscribe to the channel. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh Join the website, sparky3.com. Uh, sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. Uh, I, do have a, I do have a new video coming out tomorrow for the channel. Uh, I spent almost all day Sunday working on this video, so please watch it. Well, 
don't I guess don't watch it if it doesn't interest you because it is hitting a very certain audience. I'm very excited to release tomorrow's video of uh, how to start a podcast. I have gotten a lot of questions about this. I feel like I get more questions about that than I feel like I should. I am very self-aware of my position on the internet. You know, I'm not I'm not dumb. <laughs> I, I know where we stand on the internet at this time, but I get asked that question a lot more than I feel like I should to the point where I'm like, all right, let's just make a whole ass video about this. So I'm looking forward to that. That one, it, it, it was a very, it's a long video, but I feel like it has a lot of good information. Uh, I think with all that said, uh, Ricky, any last thoughts that you want to shout out to everyone? Uh, if not, I'll hit the music. We'll work our way out of here. Hit the music, man. Let's get our way out of here, man. Great show today. Great show, as always. Can't wait for next week. Can't wait for the whole season. Can't wait for the entire season. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, if you watch this live, we appreciate the hell out of you. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Shane for stopping by. appreciate you guys. Uh, if you're watching this after the fact, we appreciate you. If you're listening to this on one of the many audio platforms, we appreciate you, but we still question why you're not watching live at youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Uh, shout out to Hard Knocks starting tonight. Uh with the Detroit Lions, I think it's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a fun watch. I may actually tune into this one since I have HBO Max, thanks to my phone plan. So I may check out some uh, Dan Campbell, man. See what he's got going on, man, and uh, see what see what Hard Knocks is all about this year. Uh, but with all that said, I think we've hit pretty much everything. Uh, thank you for everyone watching the show, supporting the show. We appreciate you. Uh, with that said, until next time, guys, have a good one, and thank you so much. For listening to a terrible football show. All right, see you next time.